Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be a broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. Today's episode comes to you thanks to Wayne in Austin, Texas. His keen eye noticed that there might be some changes coming to the building code in Portland, Oregon. And in reference to the new initiative in Portland, Wayne asks, Victor, will this kill commercial and residential investment in Portland? Well, Wayne, this is a great question. Portland is not immune to a growing homelessness problem, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Seattle. Portland is overrun with people sleeping in public spaces and on private property. Many of them suffer from drug addiction and mental illness. It's a large and growing social problem that many of these people are not getting the help they desperately need. The state's one mental hospital, Damash, was opened in the 1960s. Very shortly thereafter, it was overcrowded, and it closed its doors in 1995, releasing hundreds of patients out onto the streets with no follow-up care, many of them ill-equipped to handle living on their own. According to a study published by Mental Health America, Oregon's at the bottom of the list among all 50 states for rates of mental health and mental health treatment. The study also shows a high correlation between mental illness and homelessness, and Portland has the dubious honor of having the worst homelessness problem in the nation. The city estimates its homeless population in excess of 14,000. Now, the city's Planning and Sustainability Commission has accepted language to its recommendation to city council that would have new construction be required to incorporate mandatory rest spaces where the homeless can get safe shelter. Every city has the right to have their design guidelines. These define the character of the city. And the preamble for the design guidelines says that proposals that meet all the applicable guidelines will be approved and those that don't will be denied. The fact is, all design guidelines contain terms that are in fact at odds with each other. Design is always a trade-off of conflicting requirements. An absolute statement that says all guidelines must be met is a mathematical impossibility. In practice, it means the approval will be at the discretion of the review board. The commission, which writes and enforces the city's building codes, approved a change back in November to the building code that would require new construction to feature opportunities to rest and be welcoming for those who do not number among the building's residents or customers. This does not apply to all new construction. It only applies to projects of a certain size. It applies to buildings taller than 55 feet or more than 40,000 square feet in buildable area. A review of the minutes of the meeting shows the motion from Commissioner Magnera, where he says he wants to propose a change to the language to say the spaces should provide opportunities to rest and be welcome, pause, sit, and interact. And during the exchange in the meeting, the chairman of the meeting said, I'm supportive, but I'm concerned about what it means to rest. Does it relate to sitting or sleeping or both? Commission members were asked for clarification on what the new recommendation meant, and all of them refused to clarify the language. After the meeting, the chair of the commission did offer a written statement. He said how private development can provide places for people to feel welcome and safe, as well as allow space for people to rest, especially in light of our current housing shortage. There's no question that the building code change, if enacted, will likely receive a legal challenge. Designing a space in the building code is not the same thing as providing a permanent easement. The concept of private properties well entrenched in the legal system and this latest change could throw that into question. From my perspective, if the building design guidelines require welcoming spaces for the city's homeless population, 
I can foresee a significant backlash from the developer community and from building owners and residents. There's a lot of features of the new design guidelines. They call for separating automobile traffic from pedestrian areas and call for parking entry and trash removal to be at the back of the building to screen cars and utilities from the sidewalk. They also call for designing in recesses in the buildings so that vents and mechanical systems are not visible or audible from the street. Not all buildings can practically have rear access. Some parcels of land in the middle of a block simply don't allow for that. The guidelines call for roof surfaces to be accessible for building users, for green roofs, and for solar installations. Design guidelines like these are not the worst we've seen. California has become much more onerous by requiring solar power generation for all new construction. They've outlawed gas stoves for new construction, and they're requiring a long list of additional items to comply with the new regulations. So the short answer is yes, this increase in requirements will deter some new construction. Will it eliminate it altogether? No, I don't think so. But it's becoming death by a thousand paper cuts. It's no surprise that Texas is leading the nation's growth, and it's not burdened by many of these initiatives. I want to thank you, Wayne, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.